The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Luke. Glory to you, The Lord appointed seventy others and sent them on ahead of him in pairs to every town and place where he himself intended to go. He said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go on your way. See, I am sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. Carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, and greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if anyone is there who shares in peace, your peace will rest on that person. But if not, it will return to you. Remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborer deserves to be paid. Do not move about from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and its people welcome you, Eat what is set before you. Cure the sick who are there and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. Whoever listens to you listens to me, and whoever rejects you rejects me, and whoever rejects me rejects the one who sent me. The seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name even the demons submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. See, I have given you authority to tread on snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing will hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice at this, that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. that we may be devoted to you with our whole hearts and united to one another with pure affection through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. It's really quite simple, isn't it? All we actually need is one another and God. Why is it then, I wonder, that simplicity is just so hard for us to get our heads around? When Elisha told Naaman in today's first reading to go and wash in the Jordan in order to be healed of his leprosy, Naaman was outraged at this ridiculously simple, unprestigious, unceremonious prescription. He had come with horses and chariots, with silver and gold and with textiles, with pomp and circumstance, and with a letter from the king of Aram to the king of Israel, requesting a VIP healing from the famous prophet Elijah. 
And all Elisha did was to send a messenger. That's right. He didn't even go himself to meet the great Naaman. He sent a messenger to tell Naaman to go and take a bath. In today's gospel, Jesus sends out 70 disciples in pairs to go ahead of him and let the people know one simple thing, that the kingdom of God was coming near to them. That's all. And if the villages that they visited didn't want to hear it, the 70 were to go on their way. If they did want to hear it, the disciples were to stay with them for a while in the same house and accept the hospitality of those who welcomed them. Jesus wanted the disciples to be with the people, that the people might know the kingdom through relationships with those who knew of God's love through Jesus. I think Jesus simply wants us to be together so that we can experience him through one another. The 70 were sent out as a congregation not unlike us, an early form of church family. They were sent out in pairs, never meant to be alone or to work alone or to journey alone or to be vulnerable alone. And man, were they vulnerable because Jesus didn't let them take anything with them. Now, if you have ever packed a car for a road trip, you might know that our human inclination for preparing for a journey is not simple. Two weeks ago, I packed my family off for two nights of camping near the Connecticut River, just a couple hours from here, on a farm. I started packing the car at 9 a.m. When I left to pick my daughter up from school at 2.15, I was nearly done. We went home and finished up and then went down the street to pick up a friend and her daughter who were riding with us. And it took 45 minutes to pack their things into my station wagon. We were a ridiculous jumble of booster seats. I don't know if you've ever tried to put three booster seats next to each other in the back seat of a car. It takes a lot of time and sweat. We were a jumble of booster seats and pillows and blankets, snacks, tarps, tents, water bottles, and clothing for every possible activity or weather event. And we were going camping to enjoy a couple of days of simplicity. When simplicity is attained, it is actually rather delicious. It brings rest to our busy spirits. It makes room for God. And it requires us to need others. It demands companionship. When companionship is partaken of, when we live into our need for one another, we become a sliver of the kingdom that those 70 disciples spoke of. And so... As Jesus sent his people out to do big, important, difficult work, 
he demanded simplicity, dependency, and companionship. I think that this is still our mandate. But man, is it countercultural. Ours is a society of independence and acquisition, not dependence and simplicity. I mean, for goodness sake, tomorrow is Independence Day. And we celebrate it with parades of horses and chariots, with silver and gold fireworks, with textiles of red, white, and blue, with pomp and circumstance. Naaman would be proud. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not and wouldn't ever dare criticize our July 4th celebrations from a pulpit in Concord, Massachusetts. I myself enjoyed some fabulous fireworks with my family last night. I think I still have some smoke in my throat to prove that. And I know that I benefit from our hard-won independence as a nation. And yet, perhaps our celebration of national independence has taken us too far along the spectrum toward isolationism. Perhaps we have made independence a virtue for our nation and for ourselves as individuals, while Jesus is trying to teach us to depend on one another and to depend on him, to trust him, to be vulnerable, to keep life simple and communal for the sake of the kingdom. So what does happen when we listen to the simplest of divine guidance? Naaman, standing amid his overpacked entourage, finally acquiesced to the humiliatingly simple instructions he was given. And so he washed in the Jordan and he was made clean and he was healed. The 70 went out two by two, materially ill-equipped and vulnerable, and they had a successful journey, a collection of successful journeys, and they came back filled with joy. Simplicity and companionship. These might be the two best concepts to hold today as we together welcome Sarah Connor as our interim rector. Sarah, on behalf of this congregation, I welcome you to Trinity Church. Sarah is simply here to companion us toward the calling of our next rector. She is someone that we can depend on, and I know that because our paths crossed when I was a seminarian, and I worked with her, and I know how dependable she is. We can depend on her, and Sarah, we are grateful for that. Sarah, we are simply here to worship God, and we're so glad that you're here to do that with us over this next period of time. For the most part, it's that simple. More complex things will, of course, arise because we are human. And because the church is not only a vehicle for the work of God, it is also a human institution. During this time with Sarah, we do need committees and meetings 
and planning sessions. We need to meet with our consultants. We need to explore every corner of what we do so that we can see clearly who we are and write it down. And we need to use that to make a profile and put it out there in the world so that in about a year, potential rectors might look at it and discern whether or not they'd like to come and meet us. We need to manage ministries and budgets and staff and calendars. But in the end, none of that matters except as a vehicle for the simplest, most important thing. And that is the fact that in this place, together, we depend on one another and on God. We worship God and we offer up our lives so that Christ might send us out to carry God's kingdom of love everywhere we go. And so that we might know that we are never, never traveling alone. Amen.